Welcome to Impact Church's podcast with Pastor Travis Hearn. Pastor Travis also serves as the team pastor for the NBA's Phoenix Suns and has served Major League Baseball as the team chaplain for over a decade. Today, he leads us with a powerful and hope-filled message. We're so glad you're tuning in, and we believe that wherever you're listening from, that God will impact your life through today's message. All right, if you are ready for the Word of God, let me hear you say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I want to start by reading from the book of Exodus chapter 32, if you'll look at it with me, Exodus 32. Starting in verse uh, 23. Father, we thank you for this day. God, we just pray, God, your blessing on on, the, on our lives. God, we pray, God, that uh, that this word would speak to us. God, this word, God, it, it, it would be a shaper in our lives today. It would shape us. It would, it would mold us. God, it would change us. It would challenge us. Father, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. We all say amen, amen, amen. Exodus chapter 32, starting in verse 20, it says, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Before I continue on, aren't you grateful that God sends his angels to protect us and sends them ahead of us and brings us to the place he's prepared for us. Verse 27, I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, the Hittites out of your way. That is what I am talking about. Impact church. God, send a hornet ahead of me. Like send a fire jet, firefighter jet type hornet in front of me to drive out my enemies. There's actually a, a, a fighter jet that's called the super hornet. God, send a super hornet in front of me. Then verse 29, this is important, verse 29. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land will become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. I want to preach to you a sermon that I have titled little by little. Would you look at somebody and tell them today? The secret of life is little by little. The secret of life is little by little. Turn and tell somebody else. It's little by little, homie. It's little. It's little by little. Homie, today I'm going to preach on little by little. God told the Israelites, he said, I am going to bring you to the place I've prepared for you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make all your enemies turn and run. I'm going to do it. I'm going to send a super hornet in front of you. You will. You shall enter the promised land. But it's not all going to happen at once. It's not all going to happen in a year, in a day, in a week. It's going to happen little by little. Say little by little. Little by little. You're going to defeat your enemies little by little. You're going to possess the promised land little by little. I'm not going to drive them out in a single day because, because, because. There's a reason. There's a reason. Because the land would become desolate and the wild animals would become too numerous for you. Because there's a reason. It's got to be little by little. 
you, you've got to grow into this. You can't have it all at once because if you had it all at once, it would destroy you. See, God's got a because for you too. God's got a promised land for you, but he's also got a because for you. Because there's a reason it's going to be little by little. There's a reason that you haven't gotten it yet. Because. See, God knows that if you enter your promised land too soon, it will destroy you. God knows that if you receive that blessing too early, that blessing will become your curse. That you might become spiritually desolate. That too much money too fast might bankrupt your soul. God said too much influence too fast. It might destroy you and you become filled with pride too much too fast and you'll lose your trust in me you'll lose your dependency on me too much too fast will it will not allow you to learn all the life lessons that i want you to learn so it's going to be little by little you're going to enter your promised land into all the blessings and promises that god has for you but it has to be little by little there are no shortcuts in life. Shortcuts will cut you short. There are none. Everybody wants the big things now. We want the big time now, the big success now. I want to lose all this weight right now. I, I want that job, that promotion right now. I want that raise right now. I want that relationship. Huh? Huh? Hello? I want that. I want that man right now. I want that, that whoa man right now. We want it right now. We want everything right now. I want my big miracle, my big breakthrough, my big healing now. And we want to go from A to Z and skip B through Y. But the big dreams are achieved in the B through the Y. Little by little, you build a great life, little by little, you build a, here's some marriage counseling for you. You build a great marriage, little by little, you build a great family, little by little, a great business, little by little, great wealth, little by little, great character, little by little, you get in shape. Little by little, you create new habits, little by little. And the fact is, listen, everybody is already living a little by little life. Everybody's already living a life of little by little. And you have to decide which little by little you're going to live. Because little by little can take you to your destiny or little by little can take you to your destruction. Little by little. Little by little. Which little by little are you going to choose to live by? The, the successful life, it's the life of little by little. And, and to live a life that is a life little by little, you've got, you've got to consider three key things. Number one is to learn to celebrate the little wins. Yeah, I know about 18 of you are excited about the little wins. The little wins. 
the little wins. I'm trying to lose 50 pounds, but I lost one pound today. That's a win, baby. That's a little win. I I lost point two ounces today. That's a little win today. I got to learn to celebrate the little wins. I'm the worst example for point number one. When I was writing point number one, I just felt a conviction of God all over me. When I feel the conviction of God all over me, I feel like I can't preach it because I feel like I'm a hypocrite. And then I realized I actually am a hypocrite. I'm even a hypocrite for thinking that I'm not a hypocrite because we're all hypocrites. You know, the person says I ain't going to church because it's full of hypocrites. What's one more hypocrite? We're all hypocrites. We're all imperfect serving a perfect God. So this point is for me. (laughs) This point is for me. Celebrate the small wins. I'm not very good at celebrating small wins because I'm I'm just like, okay, now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Did that? Now what? Conquered that? Now what? Won that? Now what? And what happens if you don't celebrate the small wins is you burn out. You get overwhelmed. You even lose sight of focus. And so I've got to learn to slow down and celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the small victories. Celebrate the small steps. Celebrate the small beginnings. Small beginnings are important to God. Small beginnings are important and critical to your success. The the Bible says in Zechariah 4.10... Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You've got to learn to give praise for your progress. God, I praise you for progress. God, I praise you for growth. God, I praise you that that, that I'm growing. I, I praise you for spiritual progress. Listen, did you know that God's not... He's not done with you yet. He's not done with you yet. God's not done with you yet. Look at somebody and tell them, God's not done with you yet. God's not done with you yet. Tell them, tell them, in fact, you got a long way to go. Tell them, tell them, you got, tell them, I don't even know if God started with you yet. I don't even know if God started with you yet. You got a long, you got a long way to go, brother. You got a long way to go. God's not done with you. That's good news, not bad news. He's still working on you. You're you're not the you're not the finished product. I'm not the fin Stop criticizing me. Stop judging. Stop criticizing an unfinished product. I, I, it's I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not, I'm not, God's not done with me. God's not done with you yet. He's still working on you, right? He's still, I'm, I'm not completely out of debt, but I'm more out of debt. I'm not totally in shape, but I'm more in shape, right? I didn't eat perfect this week, but I ate better than I ate last week. I still curse a little, but I don't curse as much as I did last week. None of these are about me. These are all about you. 
God, God's not done with me yet. I'm not everything God wants me to be, but I'm also not who I used to be. Praise God. God's not done with me yet. You got to celebrate the little wins. Philippians 1, 6, it says, I'm certain that God who began the good work within you, he's certain of it. I'm certain God who began the good work within you, he will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Celebrate the little wins. Set big goals, but celebrate the little wins along the way. See, the little wins, the small wins, they keep you focused. It's the small wins, they boost your confidence. The small wins, they, they hold you accountable. In, in the book of Ezra, I, I love the, the, the story of Ezra. In the book of Ezra, the Israelites set out to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Look at this verse. Ezra chapter 3, verse 10. When the builders completed the foundation of the Lord's temple... The priests put on their robes and they took their places to blow their trumpets. And the Levites, the descendants, basically they clash their cymbals, they praise the Lord. And I love this. They laid the foundation. And they were like, let's throw a party. Dude, we, we've laid the foundation. It, get the instruments, put your birthday suits on. It's time to throw a party. That's a little win. Some of you, I said birthday suit, and you just picture something you shouldn't have been picturing. Come back. We're in church. That's not the kind of birthday suit. My God, good thing you're in church today. That's all I can say. You're in the right place, baby. I love this because you could be like, well, why would we celebrate it? It's just the foundation. The, the temple's not built. The temple's not. There's so much more to go. So, it's not finished. It really hasn't even barely started. It's just a foundation. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate that small win. I'm going to celebrate the foundation because without a good foundation, the entire temple will collapse. Without a strong foundation, your entire life will collapse. Without a strong foundation, your marriage, it will collapse. Without a strong character foundation, your reputation, it's going to collapse. So I celebrate the foundation. I celebrate and I build little by little. And I celebrate the small wins along the way. Hey, I read my Bible today. That's a small win. Hey, I read one verse. Hey, I read a verse every day this week. That's a win. Hey, I prayed every day. This That's a win. Hey, I prayed every day this month. That's a win. Hey, I read my Bible every... Hey, I went to church four times in a row. That's four wins in a row. That's four wins in a row. I, I'm, I'm, on a win, I'm on a winning spree. I'm on a winning streak and I'm celebrating the wins. Listen, you take one day at a time, one win at a time and one step at a time. You're not going to win a world championship without a lot of small wins along the way. Celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the small wins. Number two, if you're going to live a little by little life, you got to learn to be faithful with the little things, with the little things. Oh, this is good. This is good. We're going to dig. Even the first point, we had a shovel. Now we got a backhoe. We're going to dig into this one. I, I celebrate, I celebrate those wins, those little wins, but I need to learn to be faithful with the little things. Can God trust you with the little things? 
Can God trust you with the little influence? Can he trust you with a little affluence? Can he trust you with a little bit of favor? Because if you can't be trusted with a little, he will never trust you with a lot. He will never trust you with a lot. You'll never see the big if you can't be trusted with the little. You'll never see the big time. You'll never see the big stage, the big lights, the big opportunities, the big money. Because you cannot be trusted. Trust is always earned little by little. Always little by little. You earn trust one step at a time. Faithfulness is proven in the little. In Matthew 25, Jesus shares this story about the parable of the talents. And he brings up three guys, three servants. And he goes to his servants. He's like, hey, listen, I want to talk to you guys about something. I'll read this scripture. He says, to one servant, he gave five talents to another two to another one. Look what it says to each according to his ability. To each according to his ability. Say that phrase out loud. To each according to his ability. That's an important phrase for every leader. I I can feel that verse right there. Because I'm a leader of leaders. And I have leaders that are in my life and in my office every day. And some leaders I give more to. And some leaders I give less to. It's according to their ability. It's according to how they're going to steward, how they're going to manage what's given to them. And it's earned over time. And when you prove over time that you're faithful with the little, you end up giving more. Let's look at this. Then he went away. Verse 16. He would receive the five talents, went at once and traded with them. And he made five talents more. So also he had the two talents, made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent, there's a reason he only received one talent. He went and he dug in the ground and he hid his master's money. Verse 19, now after a long time, the master of those servants came and he settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came and said, Master, you delivered to me five talents and here I've made five talents more. His master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward. And the two-talent guy, he came forward. He said, you gave me two talents, master. And I made two talents more. Verse 23, his master said to him, well done, that good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 24, he also who had received the one talent came forward. Master, I knew you'd be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and I hid your talent in the ground here. Have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers And at my coming, I should receive what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the 10 talents. 
For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This story is crazy. The first two servants, great, good job. You doubled your talents. You had five, you made five. You had two, you made two. You are a good and faithful servant to the third servant. You had one, you brought back one. You are, you are unfaithful servant. You're unfaithful servant. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? It's like I live in this front row and I go, I give you a hundred bucks and I give you 200 bucks and I give you a hundred, hundred, I just give you all a hundred bucks. And I say, you got one week, put that money to work. And you come back and you go, PT, here's another hundred bucks. You go, here's 500. Here's a thousand. Here's 50,000. And I get down to you at the end and you're like, here's your hundred bucks back. The next time I do this game, I'm giving your hundred bucks to them because they're the ones that are faithful. They're the good stewards. They're the ones that are faithful. They're the good student stewards. And see, this passage is about stewardship. Stewardship, stewardship. This passage is about stewardship. And the reason this passage matters to you and the reason this passage matters to me is because God wants you to be a good steward of everything that's his. And let me tell you, everything is his. Everything is his. What you think you own It's really on loan from God. It's that's my money. No, it isn't. Bobby Brown, he tried to say that's my money. I made this money. You didn't. He tried to say the same thing. It's not your money. It's God's money. That money was here before you got here. That money's going to be here when you leave. You brought nothing into this world and you're taking nothing out of this world. That is, it's all God's. God, he owns it all. Psalm 24, one says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. He owns everything. You, me, animals. He owns all of it. Mountains, seas, rivers, valleys, plants, shrubs, trees, sticks, stones, pieces of sand. He owns it. Money, silver, gold, Bitcoin. He owns all of it. It's it's all God's. It's all God's. It will always be God's. So this is a matter of stewardship and stewardship is a spiritual principle. You want to grow spiritually? Become a good steward. People think, oh, this is such a spiritual moment because you thought you had a feeling. You had a feeling. Oh, it felt good. I felt the goosebumps turn the music in church, man. No God was there. (laughs) Spiritual, spiritual discipline, spiritual maturity is when you learn to be a good steward of what's God's that's spiritual maturity, stewardship, becoming a good manager of what's not mine, but is God's God is serious about stewardship. In fact, over half of the parables of Jesus Christ were about stewardship. One out of every six verses through the gospel is about stewardship. Stewardship means that I am going to carefully and prayerfully and responsibly manage what belongs to God with a holy reverence. We could change the world if we get a hold of this simple principle. We're stewards of God's earth, 
of our finances, of our time, of our influence, of our relationships, of our opportunities, of God's church and his kingdom, of our bodies, our temples, we're stewards. So the question you have to ask yourself today is what kind of steward are you? If you were standing in front of Jesus face to face today with what you've been entrusted with, would he say, well done, good and faithful servant? Or would he say that you are a lazy, slothful servant, wicked? Everybody has been given talents. You didn't give yourself your talents. Did you guys know that? You're like, I'm pretty smart. With numbers, I'm not. But you didn't, you're just not like in your mama's womb, like, I'm going to be smart with numbers. <laughs> you're not in the tummy, like, I'm going to be good with words, man. No, God gave you your talents. It's like when I talk to NBA, play, play, NBA players and I say, I say, I'm going to pick on you. And I say, Cam Johnson, we, we want you back with Phoenix Suns. I just want you to know that. I say, Cam Johnson, I say, and you probably heard me say this in chapel, but I say, I say, I say, God did, God gave you this talent. God gave you this body. Hello? It's not like Cam's inside of his mama's tomb. He's like, I think I'm going to be six foot eight with a big afro. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm going to be six eight. I'm going to be six eight. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be six eight. If I was six eight, I'd be in the NBA for sure. I wasn't given that gift. I wasn't given that talent, right? I w- I'm just kidding. I wouldn't be in the NBA. I would, I would be 6'8". <laughs> but I'm still white. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's, no, there's no getting in the NBA. So, <laughs> what I will tell these guys is the talent is what God gave you. God's gift to you is the talent. Your gift to God is what you do with it. Your gift to God is how you steward it. It's how you manage it. God gives everybody talent. Some of you, you're good with, I don't know, you're educator. You're a good coach. You're a good athlete. You're a great writer, great communicator. You're good with your hands, mechanics. You're good in sales. You're good in business. I don't know. Everybody has talents. And God says, this is my gift to you. Your gift to me is that you steward them well. That you steward them well. That you live a life of responsibility. That you live a life of faithfulness. That you are generous. That you share. That you live selflessly. That you live sacrificially. That you help the less fortunate. That you help your family members. That you help other people. That you take care of God's church and God's mission for the church. Little things. Little things. Little things are practice for the big things. Little things. That's where little things, that's where you prove it to God. We talking about practice. Some of you know, and some of you don't. Have you ever had a coach? Maybe you had a coach who used to say this to say, well, practice makes perfect. And then you had my coach and he said, practice doesn't make perfect. He said, perfect practice makes perfect. There's some depth to that. Perfect 
practice makes perfect. Because I can be at practice going through the motions. I'm not getting any better. I tell my, 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 my worship team, our band and our singers, I, we, we have these, these talks every week. And I'm always coaching on my stuff. And I always say this because they rehearse every Every Saturday, they have like a three-hour rehearsal. Every Saturday. And I say, during rehearsal, listen, during rehearsal, do it like you're going to do it. Do it like you're going to do it. Because you'll end up doing it like you did it. I don't know if that makes any sense in anybody else's brain. But it makes a lot of sense in my own brain. Do it like you're going to do it. Because you're going to end up doing it like you did it. Well, the same is true with life. If you just go through the motions, see, you're creating habits. Every time, every time you do it, you're creating habits. What kind of habits are you creating? My, 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 my oldest daughter, she just graduated college and she just finished her college basketball career. She's 22 years old. Her name is Kylie. And I remember when Ky- I remember when Kylie was 12 and we went to this basketball gym here in Scottsdale and she wanted to get some shots up. Right. And so we went and like, I said, I'll rebound. I was the rebounding machine for Kylie that day. And she shot a thousand shots. Now, I don't know if you ever play basketball, but like a thousand shots is a lot of shots, right? That's a lot of shots. And it's especially a lot of shots for a 12 year old girl who's just like there just to shoot. But then we got into this little game competition, like a thousand shots. And then I had like this proud dad moment, man. My freaking daughter just shot a thousand shots, right? And so I go, Kylie, act like you're shooting. I'm going to take a picture of you. And she's like, what? And I'm like, act like you're shooting. I'm going to take a picture of you. What are you doing, dad? Oh my God, I'm up to something. Just trust me. And so I I took this picture. Boom. Snapshot. This is the picture. That's the very picture I took right there. Kylie, 12 years old, 10 years ago. Took that picture right there. Right here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I sent that picture to one of the best shooters that's ever played in the NBA. I texted to Steve Nash. And I said, Steve, my daughter... She just shot a thousand shots. Like, dude, what the freak? I was so proud. You know what he said to me? He said, tell her that's amazing. If she keeps it up, she'll be a great shooter someday. Bro, you could have left the second part off that. Like, just say, great job, Kylie. Not like great job. You'll be, if you, if you keep it, if you keep it up little by little, if you keep it up little by little, if you keep it up little by little, you'll be a great shooter someday. Little by little in, in the darkness of the night, when nobody's watching little by little, when nobody's watching you in that gym, little by little, it's not glamorous yet. And then I said, Steve, I have a question. How many shots did you take when you were like in middle and high school? Just want to inspire my girl. And he's like, well, Trav, I shot 250 makes in the morning, 250 makes in the evening, pretty much every day of my life. And then he said, By the way, tell Kylie to count makes, not shots. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Because I think she made 12. <laughs> but I didn't think about that. And you got all these little players all over the planet that want to be like Cam Johnson. They want to be like Steve Nash. They want to be like Steph Curry. They just don't want to put the work in like the Cameron Johnsons and the Steve Nash and the Steph Currys. They want the glory without the grind. And you can't have the glory without the grind. You can't. You have, you have to put the work in. Practice. Perfect practice makes perfect. The little things, they stack up to big things. It's the little things, they prepare me for the big things. The little things prove that I'm responsible for the big things. I'm not starting. That's not my fault. Parent. <laughs> Whoo, here we go, because I used to coach basketball too. It's not my freaking fault your kid's not good enough to make the starting five. That's not on me. That's not on me. That's on their work ethic. That's on the time that they put in. I know we all think our kids are like Michael Jordans. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I invite you to find the nearest club basketball tournament this week. Just pay $7, go attend, and enjoy the drama. Because there's a lot of it. You'll probably see some fights. You might see fights with dads and referees, dads and coaches, dads and daughters, dads and sons. It is the most dramatic experience, and it's only $7 for all that entertainment. <laughs> for some of you, listen, God has not given you what you've been praying for because you can't be trusted with the little. You can pray all you want. This is not about God. This is not about what God won't do. It's about what you won't do. And you're not being faithful with the little. You haven't proven it to God during practice. You've been burying your talents in the sand. That's poor stewardship. See, God knows if you're given more, you'll just waste it all away. You can't be trusted with a little. Let me tell you something. If you can't be trusted with a little, you don't even want a lot. Because it will destroy you. Those bright lights come fast and they come hot. And those bright lights, they're going to either highlight who you are or expose who you are. Start focusing on the little. The little. You earn trust little by little. I celebrate the little. I learn to be faithful with the little. And number three is learn the power of little seeds. Learn the power of little seeds. A little by little life knows the power of little seeds. There's massive power in little seeds. Right? You plant these little seeds. They grow into these huge trees. You can plant a seed the size of a tomato seed and it grows into a redwood tree. 350 feet tall redwood tree. Little seeds. Big trees. Listen, little prayers get big answers. Little prayers. 
You don't have to become the theologian all of a sudden to get God's attention. You don't have to pray in King's James translation to get, Oh God, I pray to thee in Jesus' holieth nameth. Like what? Little prayers get big answers. I know a story of someone who was uh, addicted to crystal meth, trying not to be a young college student and got high again, took another hit of this stuff and just was just a simple prayer. God help, God help, God help, God help. A simple prayer. And I know this person and I can tell you today that that person is saved and set free and is now a pastor's wife and her name is Natalie Hearn and she's my wife. Little prayers, big answers, little prayers, big answers, little prayers, big answers, little prayers, big answers. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. The power, the power of little seeds, a little word of encouragement goes a long way. A a, a little mercy and grace that you extend goes a long way. A little smile, a simple smile. To brighten somebody's day. A small, a short text message. Just to say, I'm proud of you. I love you. It goes a long way. Little seeds. Little seeds reap big harvests. There's a spiritual law. It's the spiritual law of the universe. that It's called you reap what you sow. It's a biblical law. You reap what you sow. You grow what you sow. It can't help itself. Whatever seeds you plant, that's the fruit you're going to grow in your life. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, it says, Don't be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. He reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, From the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest. If we don't give up. A man reaps what he sows. You grow what you sow. Hey, listen, stop complaining about the fruit that you're eating. When you're the one who's planting the seeds, you grow what you sow. You grow what you sow. The Bible uses a farmer's analogy. A farmer's, you grow what you sow. Always, always, always. And here's the thing about reaping and sowing and sowing and reaping is that you get to decide, you get to decide what your harvest is. If you sow criticism, you will be criticized. If you sow seeds of gossip, you will be gossiped about. If you sow seeds of unforgiveness, there's going to be unforgiveness toward you and bitterness toward you. If you sow seeds of grace, you will be given grace. If you sow seeds of mercy, you will be shown mercy. Seeds of kindness, you'll be shown kindness. If you sow seeds of hard work, you will see great Results. You get to decide what your harvest is, but, but check this out. You also, you also get to decide how big your harvest is because if you sow a little, you grow a little. 
But if you sow a lot, you grow a lot. No deposit, no return. Big deposit, big return. Little seeds reap, reap big harvests, but big seeds, massive seeds, massive amounts of seeds reap a massive harvest. You sow seeds of generosity. The Bible says the generous will prosper. How's your generosity? How are your seeds of generosity? It says in Proverbs 11 that you give, give freely. What does it say? Give freely. Give freely. And become what? More wealthy. What? That's not what secular America, secular world teaches us. Give Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. It's the power of the generous seed. I wish if you're like 18 years old to say 25, I want to just tell you this. I want you, I hope if you don't hear a single thing I said today, I hope you hear this. If you're 18, I'll extend it to 28, a 28 and a half. One of the secrets I have learned about life is that God will shower. And I mean, shower, I mean like pour down his blessings on your life if you are stupid generous with everything God's given you. I, 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 this is, I know this is going to sound arrogant. I know it is because people, I'm just, if you get to know me, if for sure you know me by now, I just say it. I'm not trying to like sugarcoat it, dance around it. Like, I'm just going to tell you, uh, is a fact a fact or not? So a fact is a fact. So this happens to be about me. So you think, ah, he's arrogant. I'm not arrogant. It's a fact. I would say it about you if it was a fact as well. I have favor on my life. I, I have so much favor on my life. I don't even tell people almost all of it because they can't handle it. The, 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 the jealousy the, the pe- people want the fruit they see in my life, but they don't want to plant the seeds that I've planted in my life. And that's the, that's the reason right there. It's not like God goes, Oh, I'm going to give it to pastor tribe PT. You get the faith. Yeah. Cause I like you better. God doesn't like nobody better. He likes us all equally. It's a spiritual principle. It's a spiritual principle. And people want the favor that God has put on my life. People want the fruit that they see in my life, but they don't, they don't want to plant the seeds. They don't want to plant the same seeds that I've planted in my life. And that's a fact. People want me to not call them out in church, but they leave their phone on ring right at the end of the message. There's mistakes. And then there's stupidity. (laughs) That was a mistake. (laughs) 
I, I love this part where he says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. At the proper time, his time, his time. But you can't give up. You'll reap the harvest. Just keep going. Little by little. Keep going. Little by little. One one brick at a time. One step at a time. Inch by inch. Moment by moment. Base hit by base hit. First down by first down by first down. I'm going to keep going. And keep going and keep going. Would you bow your heads with me and I'll close this in prayer. As I close today. I'm reminded of a verse that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 17. He said, for truly I tell you. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed. Mustard seed. A mustard seed. Just a little bit of a little bit of faith. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. I, I love that because I, I don't know if I could have. I, sometimes I feel like just mustard seed faith. It seems like a lot of faith. But if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain. Move. This mountain's going to come down. In Jesus' name. That mountain in your life, move in Jesus' name. That giant in your life, you're going to fall in Jesus' name. Because I have the faith of a mustard seed. Mustard seed. A little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. Maybe you're here today and maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior yet. I believe that today's your day. I believe you're here so, so you could enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you, all you have to do. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, then you are saved. He said, God, you're, you're my Lord. I, I believe, I believe you are. I believe you are my Lord and Savior, Jesus. I believe that you died for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you, God, for unconditional love. Thank you for mercy and grace. Thank you for giving me a new chance, new beginnings. God, a second chance, another chance. God, today, that you would teach all of us, God, to enjoy the journey, to, to live life little by little. God, to live life little by little, to celebrate the little wins, the small victories. God, to be faithful with the little things, faithful stewards of what's yours. And God, that we understand the power. The power of small seeds, little seeds, God, tiny seed that can change the world. Mustard seed, mustard seed faith. God, we love you. 
God, I pray your blessing upon everybody here today. God, we pray that you bless our children today. God, you blessed and your hand is continually on this kids ministry at Impact Church. God, we're grateful for our kids. God, we pray as we go to three services that the power of God, Lord, just permeates even in advance. God, God, just move now. God, move now. God, move now. God, we pray for all of our dream team volunteers. God, that you would bless them. God, that you would bless them, their work for you, their sacrifice and dedication and commitment to you. God, we love you. God, we pray this in Jesus' name. We all say amen. Amen. Impact Church, I love you guys. I hope that you have a great week. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you and get you more connected. Visit impactchurch.com for more information about our church and how you can get plugged in here with us. Be sure to subscribe and share today's message with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to hear how God has made an impact in your life.